Hey, it's your host, April. This show, The High Guide, talks about altered states of consciousness brought on by cannabis and psychedelics and is intended for audiences 21 and over. If you've been listening to this show for a while and you like what you hear, please leave us a rating, a review, or a heart wherever you listen to podcasts. And lastly, I'm not a medical professional. If you are experiencing any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a licensed medical professional. Hey, it's April Pride, your host here on the High Guide podcast. I'd like to take the moment to remind you that we do discuss cannabis and psychedelics, and this podcast is intended for audiences 21 and over. Also, I am not a medical expert. We do discuss interventions and protocols, and you should consult your medical professional before moving forward with anything that we may discuss here on the show. Before we begin, I'd like to thank our show sponsor of Like Minds. Check out oflikeminds.co. That's oflikeminds, M I N D S dot C O, to learn more about Seattle's trusted source for psilocybin. Hi there. Today, we're talking about CBD and how to use it properly to counteract pain, inflammation, and stress. CBD has been coming up in conversation a lot. People are starting to understand that the amount of CBD you need to take is much greater than the 10 milligrams advised on the packaging of most CBD products. It's not going, it's just not going to do anything. And it's certainly not going to do anything for inflammation. To feel the benefits of CBD, you have to take something closer to a common dose of Advil or Tylenol, which is 200 to 400 milligrams. If you do that, CBD will meaningfully reduce inflammation in the body, which translates to less pain. And a quick heads up for our listeners, the recording you're about to listen to has a different sound quality. As cannabis has entered the mainstream, a lot of our associations with it are changing. Even so, there's still so much stigma around cannabis use, especially for women. And the history of prohibiting cannabis has decimated communities from incarceration to the epidemic of opioids. As a society, we suffer the effects of drug policy, both around illegal drugs and pharmaceuticals. And as individuals, we're in pain. I've been using cannabis since my first year of college, on and off, when it was around, and more regularly since it became legal here in Washington State in 2014. And I know a lot of other women who also consume cannabis. We have so many conflicting cultural messages. Cannabis cures everything, from helping women enjoy sex to curing every ailment. Or conversely, it's still a dangerous and only partly legal drug. In talking to women about cannabis, I see a lot of potential if we can embrace harm reduction instead of abstinence. So what is harm reduction? It's rooted in data and truth that humans consume substances. Harm reduction concedes the realities that some people have trouble accepting. So rather than subscribing to just say no, the idea is avoid addiction, avoid accidents, and to be as safe as possible for the people around them, the people that they love. In this series, we're going to openly explore the research that exists to date and give a reality check on how cannabis works and who it might help. I bet you'll be surprised. 
Some of you may do the pot. Some may be curious. And some of you may think that you are just fine. Thank you very much. Wherever you land, we know that three letters have been buzzing all around you in the last couple of years. CBD. You thought about trying CBD for your aches and pains? If you feel anxious. CBD oil. Now it comes from the cannabis plant. And CBD is being touted to help treat nausea, anxiety, cancer, arthritis, and even Alzheimer's. According to a Gallup poll, one in seven Americans say they personally use cannabidol or CBD based products. One major reason you're seeing these products everywhere, a federal law passed in 2018 legalized the hemp form of cannabis. On this first episode of How to Do the Pot, we get into how one top athlete uses CBD, the role of cannabis in reducing opioid consumption for acute and chronic pain, how hemp is different from cannabis, how CBD is different from THC, the science behind cannabis and pain relief. And finally, on this episode and every episode, we'll leave you with a high five. Five tips for doing the pot. In California, where the market has exploded ever since adult use cannabis, and yes, we use the word cannabis and rather than marijuana, and we use adult use versus recreational, two terms that we'll get into later as these episodes progress and we'll explain a little bit more. But ever since adult use cannabis became legal, many new brands are focusing more on wellness benefits rather than just getting high. In 2018, cannabis became a wellness industry in large part to the rise of CBD. The public's interest hasn't waned. In September 2019, it was the fourth most searched word related to wellness on Google behind diet, e-cigarettes, and yoga, respectively. Why are we all so curious about CBD? Maybe it's because so many of us are in pain and have heard about its potential healing properties. In 2018, a report from the Centers for Disease Control found that 22% of women, that's 28 million of us, suffer from chronic pain. Chronic pain is defined by the Cleveland Clinic as constant pain lasting over six months. So back to CBD. What is it anyway? It is a cannabinoid. A cannabinoid comes from plants and exactly mimics chemical compounds produced by our own bodies. More on that later. So what can CBD do on its own? It's amazing at reducing inflammation for one thing, which is why athletes are getting really into CBD. Studying their bodies could provide some good data on the benefits of CBD for all of us. My name is Michelle Watterson. I am a mixed martial artist and I fight for the UFC and currently ranked seventh in the world. Michelle holds a black belt in American freestyle karate and is also trained in wushu, Muay Thai, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, boxing, and wrestling. So when she trains, she definitely trains hard. When I'm in fight camp, I probably train anywhere between three and five times a day. Michelle is also in the sandwich generation, a mom and taking care of her aging parents, working at the top of her field, in a super demanding industry. Here's a woman who personifies the challenges faced by many of us, except she really pushes her body. So I wanted to know how these women put their bodies through so much stress, are able to recover and fight pain with cannabis. 
And it's not just me who's curious about this. Recently, the UFC partnered with a Canadian cannabis producer to research the relationship between CBD products and how athletes use them to recover. UFC president Dana White said that the research has the potential to affect athletes in the NFL, the NBA, and soccer, and eventually regular people that work out every day or deal with chronic pain. The UFC is a role model when you think of the other leagues who are not doing anything to embrace CBD or cannabis as an alternative to the opioids that they prescribe to their athletes. I asked Michelle if she saw CBD as an alternative to prescription medication that many Americans from pro athletes to injured veterans are trying to stay away from. Absolutely. I I definitely do see it. I don't think CBD takes the pain away completely, but I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think it's important for us to understand the pain and to, to be with the pain because like, that's why our body, when we feel pain, it's for a reason. It's because our body's trying to tell us something. So I think it's important to feel those pains because you need to understand your body and, and listen to your body. But I think what what is great about CBD is that I don't think that it has any addictive qualities to it. I, I, I take it when I want to and it, and it helps with inflammation. It helps with rebalancing my body and, and my, my mind and my nerves. Um, but I never felt like, oh my gosh, I have to take it. I view CBD more so as like a supplement, like how you would take fish oil or vitamin C. It's just, it's just helping your body do the things that it naturally would do, except for in the day and age that we live now, it's um, we're overstimulated in every way. And so we need something to, to help supplement that, you know. I'm curious, you know, because you probably take CBD more regularly than I do. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that taking THC on a regular basis, it, your tolerance goes up, right? You can tolerate more and more mm-hmm. at higher THC doses. Do you notice that your the dosing increases if you're in camp, as you call it, when you're hardcore training before a fight, do you have to take more CBD in order to find that you have the same efficacy or do you take a prescribed same dose every day? Yeah, I I take it. I don't I don't up the ante on it. Anything. <laughs> I just I take what I what I feel. And honestly, I feel like for me, the CBD and it, I, I think it's different for everybody because for my husband, he feels more of an effect you know, at night. And and then that's the same with me. I, I, I enjoy taking it at night. It kind of relaxes me and, and puts me in just a, like a chill state of mind. Um, but, um, and I don't ever feel like I have to up it with the, with each time. Um, and I actually, because it is still so new of a product, Uh, And USADA is even still trying to figure out, you know, what the dosage is and, you know, because there's out of competition, you know, dosages that you can have within your body. And then there's in competition dosage that you can have within your body. And and so I, I actually don't take any CBD probably two or three weeks prior to my fight. And I don't feel like my body like needs it. You know, um, and it's just something that I'm 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 learning how to do and and take as well. So, but I definitely do feel how it balances my body and and just realigns everything. And I don't think that I've ever had any type of negative consequence with CBD. Like when I'm thinking about it, the only thing sometimes is sometimes I won't take it just because of the mood that it puts me in. 
when I'm going to do like a really hard sparring session because I want to be more alert. I want to be more aggressive. I want to be more competitive. And I feel like when I sometimes I'll take it if I want to go in and I want to just be focused and and not so aggressive, I'll take it so that I can zero in on what I'm doing and focus on on the small details. I'll take the CBD, but if I if I want to have a different state, then I then I won't, and it's it's that easy. So that thing that Michelle just mentioned about channeling her chill or her aggression, depending on where she is in her fight calendar. Sure, most of us aren't professional athletes, but it's one thing to keep in mind for how to do the pot, or in this case, CBD. You may go through periods of regular use and other times when it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of different ways CBD can play in your day-to-day. So our bodies are totally different. We have different reactions to different types of cannabis. But we have a system in our body intended to, to interact with these cannabinoids, THC and CBD. So enter Dr. Jessica Knox. I'm Dr. Jessica Knox, more commonly known as Dr. Jessica, because I am one of four doctors in my family who are all Dr. Knoxes. <laughs> so I'm Dr. Jessica or Dr. Jess. You'll be hearing from Dr. Jess today and in future episodes of How to Do the Pot. My mother, Dr. Janice, had started working in cannabis clinics in 2011. And she was really the reason that the rest of the family got interested in and started working in the cannabis space because, you know, she went to cover one of these cannabis card clinics one day for another physician, um, went in very skeptical, um, sort of believing she would see all of the stereotypes that, you know, one expects when, when they think about like cannabis card clinics. Um, but instead she saw babies and, um, and grandmas and professionals and cops and all of these people who were coming into this clinic because either they had been failed by the conventional medical system or, um, you know, they were, they were sort of like on their last legs where it was like, this is, this is a, an option of last resort. They were real people seeking real relief and many of them finding real relief with cannabis. And so her mind was sort of changed at her first day at that clinic, but she found that she wasn't able to answer most of their questions about how to use cannabis and what they should be looking for. And she felt sort of like a jerk for that because she here she was a doctor, an anesthesiologist, no less, who's supposed to be an expert in physiology and pharmacology. And she couldn't answer any questions about how these patients should use cannabis. So she started reading and learning. And as she read and learned and um, was digging into all this science about cannabis and the endocannabinoid system, she was sharing that information with the rest of the family, with my sister and me and, and our father. And she was also telling the stories of the patients she saw, which for me was, I think, most impactful. Here's what her mom, Dr. Janice, was learning about in her research. Starting in the early 90s, scientists found natural cannabis-like molecules in the brain, actually produced by the human body. They're called endocannabinoids. Hang with me here for just a few seconds because this is the key to understanding how cannabis works on pain. They found a complex network of receptors in the body, a cell signaling system that they identified and called the endocannabinoid system. Okay, it's time to talk about a hot and fascinating topic, how to elevate your psychedelic experience. Psilocybin acts on the serotonin pathway and boosters optimize your experience by stimulating those receptors. These guys get your mind and body in the perfect state to embark on a trip. 
Boosters also help downregulate you at the end of the trip. Once the serotonin surge has depleted, boosters clear the serotonin transmitters from the pathway, which makes for an easy come down. Boosters are also nootropics, meaning they improve mental clarity. They can be a big help in staying fully present throughout your journey or microdose regimen. We have a couple of booster supplements to choose from. The first one combats inflammation with the power of four anti-inflammatory spices, cloves, cumin, turmeric, and cinnamon. This booster doesn't contain psychoactive ingredients, which means we can ship this guy anywhere in the world, ensuring everyone can have access to its benefits. The second booster does alter you. It combines powdered morning glory, a psychoactive plant with the anti-inflammatory spices in the first booster. Together, they create a truly unique experience. And Morning Glory isn't a controlled substance, which means we can ship this one anywhere too. If you're looking to feel altered, but live in a place where psilocybin isn't legal yet, our Morning Glory Booster is a fantastic option. If you want to unlock the potential of your psychedelic journey or are looking to dial in your trips, get yourself a booster. They keep your body in balance, prevent inflammation, and save you from crashing when the medicine has run its course. Visit the Of Like Minds website to learn more about the power of boosters and to learn all the ways we're of like minds. So most people know about, um, you know, the cardiovascular system, our heart. They know about the neurological system, the respiratory system. These are the systems we all learned about in health class in high school, right? But nobody learned about the endocannabinoid system. Even still, I graduated from medical school in 2012. The endocannabinoid system, the primary components, have been discovered by the early 1990s. 20 years later, I was not learning this in medical school. Um, so, but the endocannabinoid system, really important system that's sort of balancing and modulating all of these other systems in our body to maintain what we call homeostasis or balance um, in our body. But the endocannabinoid system, as powerful as it is, can be worn down by various inputs. The most common inputs that are wearing down the system are um, our, our food or our poor quality food for most of us Americans, um, pollution or chemicals, um, Pharmaceutical drugs are a big one um, that can wear down the endocannabinoid system. Stress, right? Just like the daily anxiety and stress of our very fast-paced lives and social media, um, aging, genetics, all of these things can work against the health of our endocannabinoid system. Like Dr. Jess said, the main function of the endocannabinoid system is to maintain biological harmony in response to changes in our environment. So that's why things like stress and toxins can have an adverse effect. It's also why CBD and other compounds and cannabis can be so effective for Michelle Watterson because her job, fighting it out in the cage, it's really challenging physically and mentally. It's, it's really taxing on your body, but not only on your body, on your joints and, and on your brain and, and, um, and on your nervous system. It, it's like, you know, you're, it's just pounding and... A lot of fighters sometimes, I think, can can over overwork. And outside of training, I also have a daughter who is eight now. And so, you know, having to take care of her, stressing about her, picking her up and dropping her off from school, taking her to gymnastics, working with her on her homework, trying to stay sane and, and not be so <laughs> grumpy with her <laughs> when I'm cutting weight. Like all these things, it's, it's amazing how it all comes into play. And... um I found, 
I just I found that the CBD helps just get my everything back into check. That sounds a lot like the balancing effect of the endocannabinoid system Dr. Jess was talking about. CBD is amazing at fighting inflammation, calming the nervous system down, also known as relaxing. For full-blown pain, cannabis works a little differently. To get the full effect, you often need a combination of THC and CBD. And this is where we're going to get into a few definitions for the uninitiated. To date, at least 113 different molecules have been isolated from the cannabis plant. These are called cannabinoids. There's the OG, sorry, (laughs) THC. This is what gets you high. Then there's CBD, shiny new cannabinoid, but really an OG as well. Not only are there different molecules that have different effects within the cannabis plant, it's not only one plant. Cannabis sativa is a family of plants that includes two varieties, hemp and cannabis. Both the hemp and the cannabis plant contain cannabinoids. THC and CBD are just two of over 100 cannabinoids found in the cannabis plant. In the hemp plant, CBD naturally occurs at higher rates. THC levels in a hemp plant are extremely low, less than half of 1%. Whereas cannabis today has higher levels of THC, with typically most of the CBD nearly bred out of our plants. Because, you know, people growing the plants wanted more of the get you high stuff. I know, there's a lot of science in this episode, but we want to give you a good framework for knowing what you're buying. And where you buy it can give you a clue. The CBD products purchased at dispensaries are from the cannabis plant and will contain more than trace amounts of THC. CBD products purchased, say, from the brands mentioned on this podcast and which can be legally shipped to your home are a product of the hemp plant, which, as we've covered, has negligible amounts of THC. So here's where the recent popularity of CBD and our interest in addressing pain come together. When it comes to pain relief, some of the best medicine has both CBD and THC. In the simplest possible terms, CBD reduces inflammation at its source in the body, Then THC comes in to tell the brain, it's okay, let's not process that pain signal with the same pulsing intensity. Dr. Jessica Knox says there are many different ways to use cannabis, and different patients may need different methods of consumption and different cannabinoids to treat their symptoms. I can't say there is a best way to consume cannabis because the best way is very individualized based on what you're trying to accomplish, you know, what you want to prevent or mitigate in using cannabis, um, you know, what you're treating. So, you know, somebody who is who's trying to manage their stress or anxiety and they want a quick acting medication, you know, inhaling or using a tincture might be the best method for them. And ideally a CBD dominant medication, right? But somebody who is managing cancer, they might need much higher dosing of cannabis. They might need THC predominantly, and they might want to use a suppository. So it really depends on the goals of the patient. Different patients have different goals, as we'll hear from Michelle Watterson, the UFC fighter. So we were curious, how did Michelle Watterson end up using CBD? What was her introduction to the cannabinoid? 
Well, what we found out was a CBD brand was enthusiastic about Michelle and what she represented, her strength and determination, and they started sending her product to try. And now this brand sponsors her, and the partnership has introduced cannabis into her life, and it's touched her family in three key ways. My father-in-law actually just was in a really, really bad car accident a couple of years ago, and um, it paralyzed him. And uh, the doctors told him that, you know, he would never be able to walk again. And um, they put him on all this medication. And uh, we just thought that maybe there would be other alternatives to having to take all these prescription drugs. And so um, we talked to him about the CBD. And uh, uh, I remember one day what, what made me a huge believer is before they even sponsored us, we had all these CBD products and they came to visit us and... So my father-in-law had like, you know, when you lose um, the use of your hands, they start to curl up and it's just um, and it's really tight and you don't have control of your limbs. And I remember taking the ointment and just rubbing it on his hands. And for the first time in in, I don't know, gosh, I want to say the first six months of his accident, he was able to relax his hand fully open and I think that's kind of what made me like it was just it was instant and instantly I can see the change in in his in his physical hand, you know, and that kind of just for me opened my eyes and, and, and made me appreciative of the product something that's natural that that's natural that's going to help him, you know. Um, so he, he uses the ointment for his for his hands and his joints, and he's been able to um, do a lot of, get a lot more mobility back. And he also takes the the serum, and that helps him relax. So that when he does go in for his physical therapy, he's not his his nerves aren't firing off and kicking when he doesn't want to, and he's actually able to concentrate on what he's doing and get through the physical therapy a lot better because of the CBD. Um, it just it calms his nerves and it lets him focus, and he's able to get through those those PT uh, days a lot smoother. And like so, for my mother-in-law, she takes it because I, I guess we never really thought about the effects that it would have on her. The, the the accident would have on her, but it took a toll on their relationship. Every you know their their life was turned upside down in 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 a split second, and and so she went from being you know his wife to his wife and you know his caretaker and his motivator and stressing out about the medical bills and stressing out about whether you know he was going to be okay. And there was a point where she she couldn't take it anymore. And and we suggested that she take the CBD. And so she she takes CBD regularly and it definitely helps with her anxiety. It helps with her emotions because it can be overwhelming having to deal with all those problems. This is why we are doing this podcast. If you heard the stories that we hear on the regular, you would wonder why this plant is not legal yet why it is not available for as many people as possible to get to a better state of being as quickly as possible. CBD isn't a cure for all or every condition, but either alone or together with THC, it can make a big difference in people's lives. And the more we normalize these transformative wellness practices, the more we can learn about what cannabis can really do. 
Hey, what's up? Have you been here before? No, this is our first time. You can just have your ID out and I need it inside. Great. Thank you so much. Are you curious about finding the right type of products, either to fight stress or alleviate more severe pain? Recently, I visited a dispensary first established in West Hollywood. My name is Michelle Mendoza. Uh, We are Los Angeles Patients and Caregivers Group, better known as LAPCG. And established in what year? Uh, Established in 2004. Michelle Mendoza of LAPCG gives us our very first high five tips you'll hear in every episode. Number one, how do I choose a topical for pain? High CBD uh, bombs are are typically going to be used for treating long-term inflammation. Um, They're really good at addressing that. And because it does have THC, it does address that pain component. Um, But the main focus is that inflammation. High THC is going to be more for that acute pain um, and then short-term pain management. And then that CBD in there is going to help keep the inflammation down. So um, they work wonders. Um, We've tried these out on, on, uh, well, I should say we, me. I've tried these out on many members of my family and rave reviews. Number two, how quickly do the topicals work? So generally, um, they work pretty fast, actually. Um, I've experienced it to where within seconds I feel relief. Um, for other people, um, I think it depends on what the vehicle is in it too. So the bombs, um, for me, they work almost immediately as well. Um, the lotion, the creams, um, tend to be more of like a subdued effect for me. So, um, but generally they work pretty immediately. Um, the effect is not as long lasting though. So you may have an hour or two hours of relief. Some people it's different. Some people are like, I put it on in the morning. I was fine all day. So it just depends. Number three, could topicals show up on a drug test? Um, I always give that disclaimer, whether, whether we think it passes through the blood, the barrier or not, um, that's never something that I want to be responsible for. So I give that disclaimer because the research is just not out of, incomplete to, to say that that's not something that happens. So I don't want that to happen to anyone I know. Number four, what if I'm interested in a tincture? So there are a lot of tinctures on the market that are 30 to 1 ratio of CBD to THC. That, t- that seems to be a good starting point for someone that is new to cannabis. Um, that is like, I don't want to smoke. I don't want an edible. What can I do that is not going to be too overwhelming, too overstimulating, but I want it for either sleep or for anxiety or for inflammation. A 30 to 1 ratio of CBD to THC is a good starting point. Um, from there, you'll understand if that's going to have any sort of desired effect that you're looking for in it. And if you want more, there are other ratios that you can you can take after that. So from 30 to 1, there's a 20 to 1, a 15 to 1. We've seen 12 to 1, 8 to 1, 4 to 1, and then 1 to 1. So it kind of runs the whole spectrum of ratio that you can you can address any sort of issue that you're experiencing. Where, But CBD sen- seems to be a good entry point for people um, because they still will get a little bit of that THC effect. It may not be um, as much as, as, it may not be overwhelming for them. In this episode, we've been looking at managing inflammation and pain with cannabis. We heard Michelle Watterson talk about how CBD just helps her get her everything back. Hopefully, studies on athletes will give us more results and more data that we can help women with chronic pain, too. We've all become so much more aware of how pervasive chronic pain is, which is part of how we ended up with a deadly opioid epidemic. Could cannabis become part of the solution? Early clinical trial data shows that THC can help people cope with some of the symptoms of opioid withdrawal. There's also emerging clinical trial data in which CBD has been shown to reduce cravings for opioids in people suffering from opioid addiction. 
Now imagine you're a professional athlete. Not only would cannabis allow you to consume lower doses of opioids, but those same cannabis strains high in THC and CBD, they work on inflammation, reducing the number of over-the-counter inflammation meds that can wreak havoc on your stomach. Now, imagine you're a mom with chronic pain. Lower pain meds means a much higher quality of life for you and your family. I have talked to many, many women who can attest the profound positivity cannabis infused into, at times, a pretty hopeless day-to-day. Thanks for listening, as always. And if you're interested in learning more about how and why CBD and other substances act on inflammation, we have a fascinating episode on ketamine for pain that we've linked to in the show notes. And if you're planning on a sunny getaway for Thanksgiving or over Christmas, CBD lotion or balm of any kind is my favorite for sunburn pain. Thank you, as always, for listening to the High Guide podcast, and we'll see you next time. A quick Final thanks to our show sponsor of Like Minds, Seattle's trusted source for psilocybin.